Well, today's guest is, I'm, I'm so excited. I am joined by the lovely Maddie from Pave Creative, who is on a bit of a mission to building brands that feel like home. She is behind some of the brands that I absolutely know and love, and no doubt you do as well. A personal fave who has been on the podcast before, the lovely Fee from She Can, She Did, uh, also then rebranded to Candid, if I remember rightly. Um, but yeah, welcome to the podcast, Maddie. How are you? Hi, yeah, I'm really good, thanks. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much for agreeing to come on and chat to me. I'm so excited. And I think because we had, so for context, we had a bit of a pre-call, a pre-podcast call, <laughs> just to kind of discuss how we could make this episode a little bit different. So today we'll be very much covering your kind of journey rather than kind of tips and tricks and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited to get stuck into that. But before we do that... Mm-hmm. Every guest, and I do pre-warn them, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just shoving this on you, like dropping you in the deep end. Um, with every guest, I like to challenge you to introduce yourself as a human being rather than as a business. We all, we all have a bad habit of doing that. And to add a bit of a spice to it, I challenge you to do it in 30 seconds or less. And if you go over the 30 seconds, all that I ask is that you make a small donation to the charity Mind. Maddie, we've just literally spoken about the fact that you're not competitive, but do you think you can do it in 30 seconds or less? I hope so, yeah. I've not, like, practised this or timed it. I'm just going to see what what comes out, to be honest. Um, but, Fair. Yeah. Like um, it. I like yeah. it. Cool. So I'll count you in. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. So I'm Maddie. Um, I'm from Norwich in the UK. Um I studied graphic design at Norwich University of the Arts. Um, what else about me? I What do I like doing? I like yoga. I like cooking. I like reading and watching like crime fiction, um, which is a bit weird because I've got a really bad phobia of blood or anything gory, like, like I will pass out. So it's a little bit of a weird one, but I do like a good murder novel. Um, I spend a a few weeks every year in Finland, which is where my partner's from, um, and I love, like, this kind of Scandinavian lifestyle and their way of living, like, yeah, I just absolutely love it. Um, I like, what else, just spending time outdoors, walking, things like that, Um, and I also have a ginger cat called Neville. Amazing! That was so much, so much information, especially that I didn't know. But I am sorry to say, 30 seconds isn't as long as you think it is. No. So you did it in 57 seconds. Oh my God, that, that was quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I will absolutely donate to mind anyway. So yeah. Thank you very much. Very, very much appreciate it. Um, amazing. So your partner's from Finland. Mm, yeah, he's half Finnish. So he's like, he's got dual citizenship. That's amazing. I don't think I've ever met a Finnish person. I know that sounds really silly because we're just all human. No, it doesn't. I mean, I hadn't. And then, I don't know, this is really random. Do you you remember the film Confessions of a Shopaholic? Yes. And she, there's a bit in that where she's like, I'm going to just disappear and go to Finland because whoever checks up on Finland, like nobody, (laughs) why would you go? Like that that was my only like, knowledge of Finland was from the <laughs> Shabali and um yeah so when we met and I started going out there like 
yeah, I was just, it is, it's quite a random place. Like a lot of people go to the north and go to, for um, like Lapland and the kind of Christmas yeah, sure. stuff or skiing. But um, where um, his family have a summer house is quite far south. So it's just very like, you know, there's hardly anybody there. I mean, the population, I'm going to get this totally wrong probably, but the population <laughs> is like the same as, no, less than the UK, but it's the country is five times the size or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. There's not many people there, um, but I love it. <laughs> I can just imagine it. Just I feel like every picture that I've ever seen of Finland is really picturesque and really oh. just overly beautiful. It is amazing. Like, I remember the first time I ever went, I was flying there on my own and I was really nervous. And um, I was on the plane, looked out the window and it's literally just trees and lakes. And it is like... It's amazing. Dreamy. It's so lovely. Oh my god, it sounds incredible. And you also have a ginger cat, so we have something in common. We're good. Oh my god, to you, yeah. Yeah, of course. And mine is called Simba, obviously. Simba, because that is a, yeah, that's a good name. I'm just that original. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Amazing. Well, now that we know a little bit more about you, Maddie, tell uh-huh. us what you do as a business. What what do yeah. you do for work? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a graphic designer. I specialise in branding and identity design. Um, I have yeah, a small business called Pave Creative. So ascent, um, most of the time it's just me, but I have, um, I kind of build out freelance teams, I guess, for different clients and different projects, depending on what they need. So anyone from sort of copywriters videographers, photographers, um, marketers, um, and basically any other creative input that people need, I can kind of bring people on um, to, to, to do that with me. Um, and I, yeah, I, I work with people. I, I I'm not industry specific, I guess. I'm kind of, I love having a bit of a mix of different types of businesses. So, you know, anything from like, a Pilates studio to recently I did um, some branding for an online antenatal um, education platform so it's quite varied um, but generally it's small businesses um, sometimes startups sometimes they're a little bit further along in their journey um, like three to five years um, and and my kind of thing that I really love the work that I'm really passionate about doing is is branding for businesses who have got some kind of positive mission or positive thing that they're doing so that doesn't have to mean they're like saving the world (laughs) (laughs) but it's like you know for example like the Pilates studio it's about well-being it's about your body um the antenatal um education it's about like supporting new parents you know it's it's that kind of positivity um that's what I really love amazing that's so nice and I think it's it's really important to have you know something that you're actually passionate about isn't it Mm -hmm. so I mean let's let's start at the beginning so you obviously you kind of said you're really passionate about branding and small businesses and your graphic designer and obviously what you studied as well kind of falls into that but how you know how far back does this go have you always been a creative were you kind of the kid drawing on the walls or (laughs) Oh, um, yes, I think <laughs> I actually did. Yeah, I actually have one 
well, I don't remember this, but my mum certainly does of me like drawing with crayons on on the living room <laughs> wall while the washing machine was flooding in the kitchen. Oh um, no! That must have been fun. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's one of those things where obviously at the time you don't even when you're growing up you don't think about these things and the links between everything that you like or that you're good at but now I'm older and looking back I can definitely see the parallels between things so like when I was I don't know probably like eight nine ten ish I had my first business I it was called creative arts and I used to make um cards basically like Christmas cards amazing didn't we all didn't we all (laughs) they were were rubbish but I made like a catalogue I used to stand like in the hallway of my house and like as if that someone was going to come in the front door and buy them like it was a shop and mum and like my grandma like would go out of the back door come around the front and like knock on the door come in and buy like buy my cards so yeah and then I had a smoothie business as well like selling smoothies nice. um but yeah I think I don't know like late sort of later on when I was at um sixth form so studying for a levels I I did what did I do like English philosophy art and history um and art the art was very much fine art you know painting drawing and I was not amazing at it like it was my lowest grade um I did better in everything else and then I decided to go to arts university just you know to much to my tutors kind of like (laughs) oh my god what are you doing um but it I just knew I just loved it and I wasn't the best and I wasn't an amazing drawer I couldn't draw people in a super like photographic realistic way but there was just something about that that I loved but now looking back the connection so like I'm my approach now is very much like strategic branding like everything is there for a reason it's grounded in meaning um and the kind of I I think the that like analysis that you learn in subjects like English or history and that sort of um yeah really unpicking things and looking for meaning in everything especially with like English literature I I definitely think those skills I probably use now and I would never have seen the parallels in that yeah because they definitely didn't come from fine art as somebody that also studied art you just it just doesn't half the stuff just doesn't make sense does it it's just kind of like why paint that though but yeah why and you kind of I remember that there are many, many school trips to art museums and being like, yeah, but but why? Like, <laughs> unless it's like a battlefield and you can kind of understand why it's been painted. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember doing, um, I had a fascination with Salvador Dali mm. because he just seemed like psychotic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because his paintings just made no friggin' sense whatsoever, mm. but I loved it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so that kind of makes sense. Because when you first said your subjects, I was like, hmm, so that doesn't yeah. say to me that you're going to go on and be a creative. No, me neither. And I wasn't. I was going to go and study English, um, but I had a real last minute change of mind. And I, to be honest, I didn't even know what graphic design was, really. And then I went to an open day for university, talked to someone And they talked to me about the course and I was like, this is it. This is that like missing piece that I've, I knew I loved art and creativity, 
but I knew that I I I I like the academic side I do enjoy that I like learning and things and I was like what is you know I'm not good enough to go and become a painter and I don't want to do that and it's not you know it's it's not it's not as commercial but I was like what I I have not found what that was yet and as soon as he told me about the course I was like that's it um literally scrapped my personal statement deleted my application for English and like reapplied um so oh yeah that was the best decision um because yeah it was just so right for me and it, it was it was like that missing piece of this is I think what I'm what I'm meant to do yeah and that's so good because I think that's something that I don't think I found especially at that kind of age um I've talked talked about it on the podcast before but I think there's I I had a business idea ages years and years ago about helping kids that are 16 17 Mm. just giving them more information because when I was at school I thought I wanted to be an interior designer but it got to the point where I didn't actually know what an interior designer did Mm -hmm. so I chose not to go to university to not you know the debt and the worry and moving yeah. away from home and all everything that that encompasses because I didn't know what it was so it's nice to hear it from the other side that actually you did talk to somebody and, and that was it was that kind of that key thing so you know at that point where do you think what kind of happened after you uni life is obviously uni life it kind of is what it is yeah. um at what point did you did a business kind of start to form because mm. you know what path did you you from memory you didn't kind of go down the road that a lot of us did and go into a job um yeah. so what so, happened what happened in my my course was very um directed towards and pushed us in a good way pushed us towards industry and in graphic design that means a lot of the time that means london that um and agencies in London and I did and also it pushed us to do a lot of internships and placements which was amazing it was yeah it was an amazing course and it was so focused on getting you a job which a lot of university degrees aren't so that it was brilliant for that but I so I did um a few placements and things at agencies in London and it was sort of that was like second third year and in third year um two me and two friends won and won a, an award for some work that we'd done and it's like seen it you know it's seen as quite a prestigious award to win and it kind of opens quite a lot of doors for you in terms of job prospects um meanwhile <laughs> I was having an internal crisis about what to do with my life um because done I, just, I knew <laughs> that it wasn't right for me I'd done placements um that like in theory should have been my dream job working on amazing brands and I just was really unhappy and I really found it hard but I I know myself pretty well I think and I know what's pushing me and I think it's really good to push yourself and be out of your comfort zone like running a business is that every day right like pushing yourself amen preach But then I know what's pushing myself and what's pushing myself too far. And it was um, it was actually making me quite unwell, like mentally and things. So I, I decided not to do that. I knew that that London route wasn't right for me. It's amazing for most people and a lot of people and the jobs are amazing, but it just wasn't the right thing for me. Um, and I'd had a kind of feeling sort of separate to that. I'd had a kind of feeling at some point that I'd quite like to work for myself 
Um, but I don't actually know why. Like, I've not got parents who are self-employed or, you know, sometimes, often you hear it's like in families, isn't it? But I, I don't know. I just think that kind of freedom quite appealed to me. But I just thought, you know, as you would at 21 or whatever, or however old I was, um, that you, I might do that in 10 or 20 years. Like, yeah. I'd never even considered that that would be an option. Um, and then... Yeah, I started applying for jobs more locally to me, um, which are, you know, there's less of them. So it's it's harder, but I'd made that decision. So that's what I was going to do. Um, and one particular job, I went to an interview for it and I didn't think I wanted it. And so I was really unprepared, um, <laughs> which is probably quite good because I get quite nervous about those things. And I, was, I wasn't I was very prepared. And I went into the interview and it actually went really well. And I did then I wanted the job and I didn't expect to want it. And then I went on holiday to Finland and um, I think I was there, had been there a couple of weeks and I hadn't heard back about this job. And, you know, when you're meant to be on holiday and you're meant to be relaxing, but all you're doing <laughs> is checking your emails. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it turned, yeah, I didn't get it. And I wasn't disappointed. So it was a bit of a weird one because I didn't want it. Then I did. Yeah. And I wasn't disappointed. And I'd been having conversations with um, my partner at the time about, like, what about freelancing if this doesn't work out? Because, like... We didn't, you know, I moved out, I think, at 17 or 18. I, I needed I needed to work. Um, so I just thought, okay, maybe I'll try freelancing for different design agencies. And, yeah, he was very supportive of that. We were in Finland together. And then I got this job rejection. And I was like, I'm going to just go for it and see what happens. Sent off a load of emails to, like, local agencies asking if they needed any freelance work or, or placements or internships still um and then I think I've told this on a podcast before and it sounds super dramatic but I literally like registered with HMRC shut my sent off these emails shut my laptop and then went and jumped in a, in the freezing lake <laughs> um, and was like what have I just done um so yeah that was the kind of story of of getting to that but I had also whilst at uni um got a couple of clients so Fee who ran she can she did cam did was was my first client and um, so I had got very small things but I'd got a couple of things that I'd already done a little insight into that world um so I wasn't starting from absolute scratch yeah yeah and I think that's kind of important as well isn't it probably yeah. to touch on that it's not it's not that you kind of went to reiterate one of my favourite phrases. It's not that you just completely chucked it in the bucket bucket, but no. <laughs> you you had something, you, you'd kind of, you had the experience, you had, you know, the formal qualification mm. uh, and you'd made the decisions. And I think that's, there's a lot to be said for that, actually, because I think some people just don't ever make those decisions and almost kind of let other people make them for them. Yeah. And so it's that I think there is actually a lot to be said that you didn't kind of follow the status quo and you know regardless of how unhappy you may have been just followed everybody else to London to work in an agency and you kind of went actually do you know what now I can I've got an insight into what this looks like and what this could look like mm -hmm. with a few couple of like a couple of clients so actually this could be my route so I mean yeah I think there is a lot to be said for that 
Yeah, and I mean, that is not to say it's easy. It's It's been really hard. Um, so it's not just like a, oh, you know, it was it was thought through but also when you don't know when I I, you know I've had um jobs and I've had part-time design jobs in between as well um so it's not just been like from day one you know there we go like there's a lot that's that's got me to where I am now um but yeah it's kind of I think as well a little bit of naivety of like like it was thought through, but also that thing of, well, I'd never known a full-time salary. Yeah. I'd And I think my personality, I'm not a risk, I'm not a big risk taker. So, you know, a lot of people- I mean, I'd question me, that right now. <laughs> a lot of people say to me, oh, it's really brave. It's, and I don't know. I don't know that it is. It's just that it, I knew what was right for me and I'm not a big risk taker. So it was well thought through, but I've, I've had, I've worked really hard at it. So it's not like it's, been easy um and I think that's that's actually kind of where I'd like to go with this conversation mm-hmm. in terms of what kind of challenges but kind of before I get there that's you've raised a really valid point which I don't think I've ever kind of spotted in that you know I the conversations that I have there always seems to be commonalities between them mm-hmm. and you know nine times out of ten we start a business because we're sick of our jobs because we go on maternity leave because we're unhappy because we start it as a side hustle or whatever and that always seems to be a common theme but actually you saying well you know I wasn't I wasn't you I wasn't conditioned to a full-time salary whereas that's something that you know personally (laughs) I can't relate like I did nine years of corporate work so then I kind of had to take a punt on myself and say can I can I get to that same you know, money, because as much as we don't like talking about it, it's a British thing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> as much as we don't like talking about it, we all need it. It's a fact yeah. of life. Yeah. Um, so that's a really valid point. So, but in terms of kind of, you did take a punt on yourself. I'm not just like, I'm not trying to downplay that at all, because I definitely think you did. Um, and God, has it paid off. <laughs> but what, what would you say have kind of been the biggest challenges, especially kind of not having that corporate conditioned background if you like and that that kind of experience what would you say have been kind of the biggest challenges to mm. kind of going all in on finding your own clients and working for yourself I think well to kind of um what you've just said I've touched on about not having that corporate experience so I had a really interesting conversation recently with um my uh, business coach about um the fact that sometimes when people haven't done that they then create these sort of simulated uh what's the word like experiences for themselves that but as a way of like you know not to be really negative but almost punishing yourself because you haven't done that yeah so I think and I've I've worked I've had to work a lot on this like this thing and you know mentally of being like well I don't deserve it. I haven't worked at it. I haven't I haven't slogged in an office for 20 years of my life. I haven't been miserable in my job. Like I haven't. And yeah. it's like she was like you need to stop making these almost conditions for yourself to punish yourself. Yeah, cuz I, I can imagine actually. There's almost like a there's almost like a sense of I don't deserve this because I didn't do that mm. that journey and so actually who the hell do I think I am and yeah. that that's not the case at all and actually you're like that's a really valid point because I think 
maybe did I just do that in a way that when I was kind of saying like because you don't have that background I didn't mean to do it (laughs) but but like online I'm just thinking about like people that I follow and stuff like it it tends to kind of go well I I did this I'm pretty unhappy I left my job Mm. and it's almost like because that's then the done thing it almost downplays the people that didn't do it yeah yeah I get that and I I battles a lot with yeah it shouldn't it absolutely shouldn't and age and things like that you know I, I do I'm not um I'm not naive I know what I don't know I know how old I am I'm I know what I haven't done I know what I have done but I think it's just different experience like I've had different experience to what somebody at my age would have had in yeah. a corporate job or in a in a creative agency like I've been in a lot of creative um, design and creative agencies freelancing like having relationships with them um so I've seen a lot of different places I've just not worked at one for 10 years yeah you know I've had I've kind of had an insight of of how a lot of different places work um and yeah I think it's like knowing what you don't know as well I massively believe in like continuous learning like I always want to learn I like learning um and you can always get better I think so Yeah, and I think being kind of making peace with that, like I know that somebody, however old and with ever this many years experience is going to be better than me and that's fine. Yeah, but then that kind of falls into the comparison thing, doesn't it? It's as you say, it's not it's not necessarily about more experience or 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 better or worse. It's Um, it's different experience. And actually thinking back to my corporate jobs there was one guy that I literally did you know when you just have such a clash of personalities and it wasn't he he thought he was better than me because he'd been there longer and he'd done more and blah 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 but he couldn't do my job so in my world he's not better than me he's just different Mm, yeah that's so true I remember as well I had one um freelancing experience at an agency and um one of the creative directors we were presenting ideas to each other um and he did his and then I I presented mine and he was like you need to be more confident you need to sell this when you speak you need to be like literally louder like your voice needs to be louder and I just remember thinking no like yeah no (laughs) just no (laughs) that's not who I am like I'm never gonna do that and yeah I and I just remember coming away from that and thinking that could either make me feel really rubbish about myself and like I need to change or it's like well then that's just not for me then and I need to find my own way of doing things which I feel like I've really found and like with the type with the types of clients I work with we're so um aligned on views and things like that that you know the people who are right for you are out there it's just finding them isn't it yeah 100% and it's so but it's so refreshing to hear that because I think so many people because of that you know because of whatever reason they start a business I feel I feel like we all kind of go through it we'll kind of fall into that trap of trying to please everybody yeah. and then um, and we don't really know but we just we just kind of want the business and we want the money and we want the success but having such clarity it's so refreshing to hear somebody say actually that's not right for me so I'm not going to do it because I mean it's taken me a good couple of years to get there so just actually hearing it from somebody else probably is a bit like wow that's that's actually quite nice it's hard though that is me saying that 
I don't want anybody to think that's <laughs> easy. It's really hard. It's like almost a daily battle with yeah. yourself mostly to but I think when you know and it's just like trusting trusting yourself. Yeah. I think and that's essentially what it comes down to, isn't it, I guess. Yeah. What so yeah, so going back kind of what what other things would you say have been the hardest part about kind of taking the punt and working for yourself? Yeah, I'd say being on your own as well. I mean, not to say so I don't personally find being self-employed lonely. I think but again, that's something that I've worked a lot at. I think it can be really lonely. I've definitely felt lonely at points, but in general, I don't find it lonely. But I think it's the working alone, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. So, you know, I talk to clients all the time. I collaborate with people all the time. I've made a big effort to like, when we could go to networking and things like that. And that does not come easy to me. Like I'm an introvert. I used to be painfully shy and I've had to really work at that but um the kind of being on your own in the sense of there's nobody if something goes wrong or if there's a difficult situation or to like bounce ideas off of yeah or if you're just having a bit of a shit day and you just feel a bit rubbish like there's nobody to to do that with so that's that's hard um and obviously in the pandemic that's been hard as well um I'm quite okay in my own company and working from home but that's been like probably early this year like was it the lockdown we were in in like January to March or something that was really hard (laughs) like um so I think yeah working alone but it that doesn't mean you need to be lonely if that makes sense (laughs) yeah yeah it does yeah yeah. And I think I can totally relate to that. And that's why I think online communities are just so important. Mm. Like, yeah. even if they're, it, it kind of still feels a bit icky that they're online. But, you know, I talk to people all over the world and I, I wouldn't have that opportunity if it wasn't for those types of communities. So yeah. it's crazy because you just, you find your people and it's not always the case that your people live within a 10 mile radius of you. So <laughs> no. no, it is amazing. And it's made it's helped build my confidence and I'm sure a lot of other people's as well to like you have to it's that extra barrier that you have to break like if you're sat in front of someone face to face you've instantly got that physical connection haven't you but it's like you almost have to make more effort when it's online because you have to it's that extra barrier yeah yeah sure and um you mentioned a couple of minutes ago about a business coach and interestingly I think that's one thing that a lot of people kind of it's a bit marmite still I think in terms mm. of just the whole kind of coaching industry but from from a business owner point of view was there a certain point that you felt like you had to get to before you kind of went I need some help I need an external you know guidance or I'm going to invest in myself was there something that kind of you had to reach a certain point or um not consciously but so I've always since since the start I have always had almost like unofficial coaches and mentors more mentors I guess um people who I would not have a business without like those people are Fee um Jess and Nat from Macklemore who I've worked with a lot like and and since then lots of other people and I that's why I think when 
you're self-employed, you're never, it's never just you, is it? Isn't it? It's like when people, I don't know, say that it takes a village to raise a <laughs> Yeah. It's the same thing, isn't it? You know, you. It, I wouldn't be here without all of those people. But um, when I decided to actually invest, you know, financially and I guess in a more structured way with um, a coach, it took me quite a long time because like that you just mentioned, I think as an industry, it is a bit... Um, I've been personally a little bit sceptical and wanted to really find the right person, which I did um, earlier this year. And it's genuinely been the best money I've spent on my business um, because just how she's helped me to like shift a lot of it's been mindset. Like a lot of this stuff we've been talking about has only really come in the last, you know, eight months maybe um in terms of mindset and things and it's just really helped me to like um she works a lot with um sort of managing your own energy and the sense of like we're always working against ourselves all the time and like pushing through smashing this blah 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 like it's very like aggressive (laughs) um and it's sort and it's yeah and it's more working with your own energy and how you feel and what you feel like doing and like building your business around that um so that's been really really like game changing for me um but in terms of yeah to actually answer your question of did I need to get to a certain point um I think it was just a feeling I had I'd kind of got to a point with business where I wanted to take it to the next level like I've slightly shifted um, the types of businesses I want to be working with, um, the size of business I want to be working with. And it just felt like I wanted a little bit more support with that. Again, it goes back to the whole knowing what you don't know. I knew I needed help to do that. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I worked with her like intensely for three months. And then now I have regular sessions with her still because it was just so worth the money and the time. Um, yeah I think it's just it's one of those things that again yeah so like we were saying like it's 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 kind of a bit of a tricky situation anyway because people are quite skeptical about it but I think those that do invest and invest in the right people because you know just like any industry there are charlatans in that industry so there are people that get burned unfortunately Um, but everybody that I talk to who who does go to the point of investing themselves never really regrets it because you always learn something but it's yeah. almost that kind of that tricky situation of nine times out of 10, it, it is a comfort zone thing because not only are you probably spending a lot of money and I don't know, it's always, it's been one of those things for me because I think I invested in a business coach quite early on um, who I'd now class as a friend. She's a lovely lady and she helped me so much. But I just, I remember that I literally felt sick to my stomach when I paid her invoice, because I was like, this is so much money. I'm not making this much money right now, but I know that I need help. I know I need that next kind of thing. So I get, it kind of goes back to taking a punt. (laughs) And so many people are too scared to take that punt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when I get to this or when I hit this money, but I was the same, like I, it felt like a lot and with other investments as well. Like I buy a lot of courses. I do a lot of online education. Like I spend quite a lot of money on learning and development because I think it's really important but and every time it's like that feeling but I think sometimes you have to put the money in and the time in and the effort in to then 
get the reward later so it's almost like doing it before you're ready investing before you're ready it was the same when I took on like I took on a VA this year we have the same VA don't we yeah (laughs) shout out to shout Sarah (laughs) she's literally saved me this But that felt scary too, because it's like, well, this feels like it's taking things to the next step. But I think sometimes you have to do it before you're ready or do it when it feels a little bit scary. Yeah. And that was, I can 100%, especially when it comes to Sarah. I hope she doesn't mind us mentioning her. I'm sure she won't. But She's amazing though. If anybody needs a VA, she is incredible. But I was exactly the same. I was like, I don't know. You know, I it it almost kind of consumed me that I didn't know what work to give her. Like, mm-hmm. I was a bit like, well, I, it, you know, is this too much? Is this too little? Is she is she gonna hate me? Like, it's almost <laughs> that it's that kind of like that initial relationship building bit. But actually, you know, the stuff that I've given her, she there was one particular task. It would have taken me days. It had been on my list for about three months. I think she did it within about half an hour and she kind of came back and she was like, right, this is all done. What do you want me to do next? And I was like, yeah. holy shit balls. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I can relate to that. Things that it's just, um, especially for me doing a creative job, you need the headspace, you need yeah. the literal time as well and the physical space. So sometimes a massive to-do list is like the most energy sapping creativity sapping thing so to have somebody who's able to take some of that off my plate so I can actually focus on like don't I like I know this is gonna an unpopular opinion but I actually enjoy the admin side of running a business like I like the finance side I like all of that um I'm quite organized but that's not my core strength like yeah that's what like somebody like Sarah is amazing at I'm good at it and I don't mind doing it I actually kind of enjoy it but my what I'm actually best at is the creative work but it's getting to that point isn't it where you kind of say I I know where my strengths are and I know where my weakness not necessarily weaknesses are but I mean for me it's a weakness (laughs) but but and then kind of saying actually I am okay to give this to somebody else because then it gives me more time to do what I'm good at and then that's what grows my business yeah it's where your time is best placed isn't it um so and and sometimes you can end up procrastinating in the smaller tasks because they feel easier can't you um so yeah it's been that's been a real like again in terms of like talking about leveling up and stuff that's been a big change I've made this year um and yeah I mean I'm hoping maybe in the next year or something to have somebody else like another designer or another creative who has different skills to me but that can come and work with me um that would be amazing as well amazing so um just to double check how long have you been in business uh three I think just about three and a half years just coming up to that amazing uh so question for you could you give anybody that's listening to this or actually let's phrase it I did this yesterday (laughs) let's phrase it in a way of what would you knowing what you know now what would you say to Maddie let's say three years ago what advice you know let's say one to three bits of key things knowing what you know now what would you say to Maddie three years ago keep going like keep like it strong start like it (laughs) um like I feel like these are like sports quotes 
You you can do it as well. Another another sports quote. I just think actually belief that you can actually do it and it is possible. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know where it was gonna go. Well, I still don't like, and I like that. Um, but yeah, and what else? Um, and yeah, to trust yourself and and I think my most people you have a gut instinct about things and you should trust that a bit more um yeah I used to not have hardly any boundaries hardly any kind of I I was such a people pleaser and I still am a people pleaser like but it's it's yeah trusting yourself that it's like actually no I can't do that or I can't do that in this time frame and, and things like that so yeah, I think that's what I'd say to myself. Amazing. So anybody that's listening, it's just kind of at that point. Maddie, just to round up, where you're saying just keep going. Yeah. Um, you can do it. You're more yeah. than capable of doing it, and just trust your absolute gut and know when to say no, know when to say yes. Yeah. And just stop people pleasing. I'm you preach it to the choir. I'm such a people pleaser, but it took for. A, I think she's my third therapist. It took for my third therapist uh, to tell me that. <laughs> And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not a people pleaser. Yeah, yeah she gave me about 20 different examples. So I think I, I think most of us are, especially women. It's, yeah, it's like a, it's just ingrained, isn't it? But I think, I think there's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to please people. Um, I think it's the expectation that's wrong. And also it's noticing. It's just thinking, okay, well, I'm about to say yes to, like, pausing before you say yes basically like think really thinking about it and being like is this the right thing do I really want to do this have I got time to like it's just noticing when you're about to just react rather than just going for something and regretting it later yeah and it kind of it shouldn't be to the detriment of your happiness it shouldn't be people pleasing to somebody else but absolutely killing you inside exactly yeah Amazing. Well, Maddie, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. It's been really fun. It's gone really. I've just seen the (laughs) shadow. Yeah, that's the thing. I could literally talk to get like every guest that I have on. I'm like, shit, like it's so long already. And I've still got so many questions. But um, for anybody that's listened to this who wants to find you, follow you, work with you, whatever, where can they find you? How can they find out about your services? Mm-hmm. Go. Sure. So my website is pavecreative.co.uk, which is p-a-i-v creative.co.uk. Instagram, I'm just at pavecreative as well. That's kind of mainly the main social media that I use. Um, and I've also I've got a newsletter which I've um, called Paving the Way, which is about like building brands that feel like home. So there's that as well. Um. And in terms of working together, yeah, I'm actually, it feels mad. I mean, it's, it is November, but it feels crazy to be thinking about next year already to me. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm booking in branding projects for next year. So all of my kind of services are on my website. Um, so yeah, you can find me there. And my like emails and DMs are always open, even if people aren't sure if they're ready to start thinking about their branding or rebranding, like, just ask questions um yeah I'm always happy to help 
Amazing. And as always, I'll pop all of those links in the show notes below so that you can get to them super duper quick. Make sure you go and give Maddie a follow and check out her services. Her website is beautiful, obviously, as a graphic designer. I'd hope it was, but it actually is. <laughs> she practices what you preach. Um, yeah, Maddie, honestly, it's been so lovely to talk to you. And thank you so much for being so open and honest about kind of your journey and of uni and how you've got to where you are because I think it's it's one of those things that I, I could create podcast episodes until the cows come home that are just three tips on how to do this or how to do that but sometimes it just takes hearing somebody else who might be you know a little bit further along in their journey uh to you just to be able to kind of feel a bit a bit heard a bit understood and kind mm. of reaffirm that what they're doing is okay so I really really appreciate it and I'm sure everybody that listens to it will do as well Oh, no, no problem. I mean, if I can help even just one person, I yeah, because at, at that stage, I would have loved to hear um, people being like, it's fine, you can do this. So yeah, yeah um, if I can help just one person. But yeah, thank you. It's been really fun. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.